The following is a Frank R. Wilson presentation. Welcome to where we celebrate music from the movies. From the golden age to present day, we've got it covered. We talk to those from the industry and learn about them and their favorite scores. Welcome to What's the Score? I'm your host, Frank R. Wilson. So let's take a look at the shelf of CDs and see what we're going to play today. We're doing something a little different today. I'm going back to uh, the first season of What's the Score to uh, repost, I guess, an episode that was very special to me because we had a very, very special guest. The guest? My daughter. You'll learn more about it as the episode continues on, but I think you're in for a real treat to enjoy a wide variety of film music. So, uh... Here's a repeat of an episode from season one of What's the Score? That was the gun barrel and pre-title sequence from the James Bond film Moonraker, written by John Barry. And welcome to this week's edition of What's the Score? We're going to start a new trend here. Maybe uh, every so often we're going to have a uh, program where uh, a guest listener will make all the selections. And so for this very first time that we're going to do this, I chose a very special listener, someone whose opinions I value and trust. That would happen to be my daughter, Madison. Yes, my 19-year-old daughter actually likes film music as well. So I, I wanted to ask Madison a couple of questions. One, I'm kind of curious, how did you get uh, interested in film music? Um, I'd probably have to say the biggest reason is you, my father. <laughs> um, I don't think I would be listening to it or care about it as much as it if it wasn't for you introducing me to all these films and then partly my mother who is musical herself. So a little bit, both of my parents and then a little bit of me. Yeah. And which I wouldn't expect you to remember, but when you were just a wee little baby, a lot of times to help put you to sleep, I put on film scores to help relax you and put you to sleep. So that may have had something to do with it as well. Now I'm curious cause we have a bunch of different things here that we're going to play today and there's no, like Common Thread, there's all kinds of different sounds from different eras of films. What what went into your choosing the cues that you did? Um, it wasn't necessarily supposed to be from a specific genre, but I basically picked stuff that I personally liked, um, stuff that I typically go out of my way to listen to, but I also took into consideration I didn't want to play the same exact music. I wanted to pick some up upbeat music, some slow music, some funny music, some sad music, emotional music. So I wanted to pick a variety and not just the boring generic stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, and you've certainly done a good job of that. I, I can promise our listeners today you're going to really enjoy some of these uh, selections that 
uh, Madison has made today. Madison, thanks a lot. Appreciate all your hard work and producing the program. And let's just dive right on into it. The uh, the first cue we're going to play is from 2001, A Space Odyssey. You want to just briefly talk about that? I thought it was a good idea to play this track first because in the movie it sort of represents the dawn of man and the beginning of time, so I thought putting it towards the beginning would be very suiting. Okay, perfect. So without uh, any further delay, let's uh, have a listen to this. This is the theme from 2001. I promise you, you'll know it when you hear it. Uh, Written by Ricard Strauss. successful animated features uh, as of late was the uh, film How to Train Your Dragon, and it was a particular favorite of Madison. She's always kind of had a love of dragons and everything having to do with them. So she's uh, chosen a cue from that film that uh, I I think does a really great job of feeling the emotional part of uh, going on an epic flight with the dragon soaring through the clouds and the canyons and things like that. And I think that's what she really liked about it. Uh, it does a great job of communicating that and and helping to uh, uh, enhance the film a great deal with its music. So I'd like you to sit back and relax and enjoy this cue. This is uh, from How to Train Your, Dag- uh, <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon, uh, written by John Powell.
introduced uh, our daughter Madison to the Star Wars films pretty early on in her life. We didn't show the more recent ones. We wanted to go back to the very beginning, uh, so-called Episode Four, A New Hope. Uh, she loved it. Uh, and I think it might have been the movie, possibly, that uh, started her love affair with the music of John Williams. Uh, this is from, uh, this is not the main theme, this is actually from uh, the middle of the phone, uh, middle of the, of the film. It's, uh, it goes really well with the pictures that you'll see uh, when you're hearing this music. It's, uh, it's when Luke looks out into the distance and, uh, sees what's referred to as a binary sunset. In other words, there were two, two suns, which, uh, was really kind of, kind of cool when you saw it for the first time and it was really beautifully photographed. So I hope this will bring back good memories for you. This is from the original Star Wars film. It's called uh, Binary Sunset, music by John Williams.
you'll find that my daughter has a wide variety of taste in film music. And this next one is an example. It comes from a movie called Fright Night, a vampire movie, I guess, if you will. Uh, and in her words, it's just perfect for the relationship that was between the vampire and the main girl in the movie. Uh, her words, it is so seductive and sexy. Hmm, may have to talk to her about that. Uh, and she also says it sounds very 80s, which I would agree with, uh, which is one of the reasons why she loves it so much. Uh, I like it as well. So I hope you enjoy this uh, cue from Fright Night. teenagers, um, Madison became a big fan of the Harry Potter series, not just of the stories or of the characters, but the music as well. Uh, the series started off with uh, John Williams as its primary composer, and so we're going to play, I think, uh, uh, two pieces here uh, through the program by John Williams. This first one is from Harry Potter 
Prisoner of uh, Azkaban. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and this is a cue that is a particular favorite of Madison's, so sit back and go back into the magical world of Harry Potter as we listen to this cue written by John Williams. classic movie from the uh, horror genre uh, was by Alfred Hitchcock. You probably know the name. It's called Psycho. Uh, and this was a film that was greatly enhanced by music. Uh, we're going to play an overture which has a little bit of music from all different parts of the film. But it's a great example of how music can enhance uh, a film or a scene. Uh, you look at the shower scene today, it's actually pretty tamed by today's standards, but the music really elevates it. It makes it more uh, more impactful, I guess, if you will. Uh, this was written by Bernard Herrmann, who was one of the pioneers in film music from the early days, uh, and he doesn't disappoint and puts together a fabulous score. And Madison has chosen uh, this overture uh, to show how effective it really was for, for the film. Uh, join me in uh, enjoying this a great piece of music by Bernard Herrmann from the uh, film Psycho.
going back to the uh, magical world of Harry Potter one more time, uh, this is a cue, uh, again written by John Williams, from the film Goblet of Fire. Let's have a listen. until the Oscars a couple of years ago that I'd even heard of this next film. I don't think it got wide distribution. Uh, but boy, was I glad I checked it out. The film is called Whiplash. A uh, story of a very demanding teacher uh, and a talented student who is pushed to the edge consistently by his, his teacher. Uh, if you're like me, I love jazz music and big band kind of sounds. And this movie is filled with great big band type music. Uh, this is a, referred to as the overture from that movie, Whiplash. Uh, I don't recall who is the uh, composer of it, but um, we'll try and get that information for you at some point. Uh, it's fabulous. Uh, sit back and enjoy rocking with this uh, great jazz piece from the film called Whiplash.
as Madison pointed out at the beginning of the show, uh, she wanted to provide a, a wide variety of different cues from different types of movies and different sounds. And this next example is a is a great one to show the diversity of choices that she's made. Uh, a classic story that everybody is familiar with called Romeo and Juliet. Uh, equally as classic was uh, some of the music that was written for the uh, for the film. Uh, one in particular was a uh, a piece that also was uh, also put uh, lyrics to it as well. I have no doubt you'll recognize the melody, but this isn't the the one with the uh, with the lyrics. I believe it's called "A Time for Us." Uh, this is written by Nina Rota, who was uh, a very successful composer in his own right. Uh, and this is one of the iconic themes that he uh, wrote during his career. So uh, we'll let romance take over for a little bit and uh, think of your loved one as you hear this beautiful piece of music from Romeo and Juliet. Music by Nina Rota. so glad that uh, Madison chose this next cue from a really terrific movie called uh, Black Stallion, written by Carmine Coppola, and yes, that is the brother of Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, it was a, a very simple movie, uh, but photographed just beautifully, and uh, the music really added to this film a lot. Uh, 
it's a good demonstration of how you don't need a, a hundred-piece orchestra to make you feel something very strongly. This is, you know, as my daughter says, it's a fairly simple piece of music, but it's uh, it's very powerful nonetheless. So I hope you enjoy this uh, great piece of music from the film Black Stallion, written by Carmine Coppola. <laughs> played the main title before from this uh, from this film called American Beauty, uh, written by Thomas Newman. There's actually a lot of great cues in that film, and I'm uh, glad that Madison uh, brought this one up. It's um, and I agree with her. It's sometimes it's hard to put your finger on why you like something, but this really did a fabulous job of uh, working with the film and and really helping to convey what was going on in the character's mind. Uh, I think T- Newman does a nice job of trying to communicate the emotions that the uh, characters are feeling as opposed to what's going on on the screen. It's a big difference. Uh, this is kind of a, a dream sequence, I guess, if you will, where Kevin Spacey is kind of thinking about things. But I, I think you'll enjoy it. It's very, uh, very classic Thomas Newman, I guess, if you will, with his orchestration and Uh, how he goes about communicating it. But uh, it's a short cue, but I think you'll really enjoy it. This is from American Beauty, written by Thomas Newman. Okay, I have a confession to make. I had to cheat a little bit. I've inserted one of my own uh, favorites into here, but uh, I know that Madison loves it as well. It has very special meaning for us um, because I used it in a video uh, that we that I put together uh, as background music for when she was born. Uh, it is one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard. And there's a great story behind it. It's now called Moviola, and it's written by John Barry. But its genesis is what's so interesting. It was a theme, it was a piece of music that was written for a movie called Prince of Tides, 
that was starred and uh, was directed by uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara took a listen and said, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I'd like to make a change here and there. And John Barry said, well, no, no, I, I really don't want to change it. And she said, look, I I loved your scores for Out of Africa and uh, Somewhere in Time and some others. You know, and, and I'm a trained musician. I, I know what will work. And to which Barry replied, look, I, you know, those films you liked, I did those without your help. They never could... Uh, come to a resolution and so Barry walked said I'm, you know, I don't work this way he was at a point in his career where he could do that too and what you're about to hear is what was not outright rejected but wanted to be tinkered with by Barbara Streisand and I just don't think it needs any tinkering at all so I hope you really enjoy this cue it, it was eventually used uh, in a movie called Across the Sea of Time um but he also released it basically as a standalone piece as well. Uh, and I hope you take advantage and, and really sit back and, and listen to this majestic music. Uh, and again, special meaning for us in our family uh, and what it signifies. But I hope it will be special meaning for you as well. This cue is called Moviola, written by John Barry.
My daughter's taste in music is uh, much like her taste in movies. It's uh, all over the place. She really appreciates all sorts of uh, music as well as film. One film that made an impression on her was uh, The Shawshank Redemption. This has a, a wonderful score written by Thomas Newman, who we've already featured once in an earlier piece. But uh, I was really delighted that she picked this. It was, uh, it was a great score, and there's a lot of different cues in there that we could use. But um, the one that she chose was, as she says, really haunting uh, to her when she listened to it, that you were going into this huge place that uh, wasn't too friendly. Uh, it really worked for the film well. Uh, and it was a film that didn't necessarily need a fabulous score to make it terrific, but it made the film even better than it already was. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it as much as we do. This is uh, from the film Shawshank Redemption, music by Thomas Newman. next cue comes from a, uh, a film that, quite frankly, I didn't really want to see. It didn't seem to me like it would be something that would appeal to me. But my daughter insisted. She said, it's fabulous. You need to see this. The film was called Life of Pi, and it was uh, revolutionary in all sorts of ways. Uh, its music was really very unique uh, and fit perfectly with the film uh, and it's a composer that I was uh, not familiar with Michael Dana um, as Madison explained when uh, she was writing some notes to me about it uh, it's just it's very magical the music that you'll hear here um, and it's with the scene that it was used for was magical as well uh, and it was nominated for an Oscar uh, and I think uh, rigidly, deservedly so. Um, I'll ask you to make your your own decision on that as you sit back and listen to this really beautiful, magical piece of music from the film Life of Pi, written by Michael Dana.
And so ends another edition of What's the Score? I want to thank my daughter Madison for the outstanding selection of cues that you heard today. And I want to encourage any of you, uh, go on our blog page at Village Connection Radio. Let me know if you want to participate. Give me a list of ten uh, cues that you like, and perhaps you can be chosen as our next Listener's Choice program. Until then, thanks again very much for listening. I'm Frank Wilson. So long.